Um, I want to do this podcast, but I only want to do it if uh, Liza Minnelli agrees to it. Um, so she's joining us here in studio via satellite link. Liza, are you comfortable with us talking about stepping out today? Oh, sure. I'd be delighted. Thank you, Liza. <laughs> You're a legend. We love you. Hey, remember this? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that. I don't know what she's talking about. And I'm about. not really fond of clarinet either, if I'm being honest. You kick it once! Huh? You kick it twice! You kick it three times! <laughs> and the laugh goes out on the party starts! Chain ball kick chain, remember that? Oh! I don't know. Atlantic City! I, I choked on a shrimp! I don't know what she's talking a about. A shrimp? Can we, can we start the podcast now, please? This is going to be the one. Thank you, Liza. I think it is going to be the one. Five, six, seven, and. Hey, Angie and Jeff. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I got a movie in my head. You want to see it? Best theme music in the biz. Are you shuffling off to Buffalo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My chair. Tell them. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library. You're on the air, sled god. Uh, it's great to be with you here on Cruel to Rewind. I'm Jeff, a.k.a. Prince Jeffrey, joined by the wickedly talented one and only... Angie, a.k.a. Queen Bees. Hello, how are you? Yes, hi, hello. Here's what we do here. We watch movies and we decide if they would be cool or cruel to rewind. In other words, would we watch them again as a couple or not? I don't get it. Uh, And we have a bunch of wacky fun along the way. It's fun. It really is. Uh, It's my favorite part of the week. It is. Mine as well. Mine as well. And I love editing it and making all the things that was cool are you being choked by glitter well not glitter it is sequence sequence thank you i couldn't think of the word sequence yes um i am wearing in honor of our dance themed episode i am wearing my dance costume that i wore in 1998 holy shit and i think my neck has grown a little because it's a little, little, little tight. You've little got tight. an adult-sized neck. I do. Yep. Everyone says it. Every, mm-hmm. That's what I. That's what everyone says about you. That happens. Your classic neck adult-sized neck grows a couple sizes in 23, 25 years. Wow. But um, I wore this. Uh, thanks for asking. I wore this during a jazz routine to 1999 by Prince. Jazz routine to 1999 by Prince. Yep. Got it. Like the Prince, the Sting, the David Bowie. That was the song that went with this costume. There are pants. Um, They're extremely itchy, so we're just wearing the top today. You look so good. Oh, my gosh. Do you look at yourself? Yeah, so it was really fun to open up all these costumes. And I decided, I decided to throw a few up in the studio because they're really fun to look at and it's just it reminds you you can i can't quite remember all of them but i remember which costumes what type of dance routine Mm -hmm. it was i don't really remember the song or um uh, nothing too specific because this was from like fifth grade sixth Mm -hmm. grade so i thought we could look at them i think it's great and it while we record today what i see is a labor of love on behalf of your mom who Put all this together. I love that. Do you like his outfits? Yes, they have all been preserved where each costume's in its own bag and it has, not all of them, but most of them have a picture of me in the costume Mm -hmm. from the dance recital. So it's super fun. Yes. I must say, you should feel proud of yourself for fitting into that 25 years later. We're both on a a new fitness journey. You're a little further along than me. You look great. Look at you. I totally want to cut off your skin and wear it to my birthday. And it looks so comfortable. It 
is not. Okay. It is a little itchy. Like I said, the <laughs> neck is a little bit tight. Um, these costumes, none of them are lined, so you're just yeah. This this these sparkly stripes mm-hmm. are um, just like little pins Got against it. your skin. So cool. Well, why are we talking about dance in spangly outfits? Today we are talking about one of my very favorite movies ever. Stepping out, starring Liza Minnelli. This is as big a deal for you as it was for me doing Glengarry Glen Ross. I think so. I think Father of the Bride is going to be a little mm-hmm. bit above this one. Right. I, I've put that episode off a lot because it's very intimidating to do your very, very, very favorite movie. Yes, absolutely. So we're giving it some time to get prepared. But this one is this this movie is very high up there. I get that. We've watched it on VHS. Yes, which was a bunch of fun. We it we we it's it's oh, part of our hallowed collection on. that we have in the studio. It's on the bookcase behind me. Uh, if you're listening, this means nothing to you. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't have that out and ready to go. But well, you surprised yeah. me for my birthday one year and found this copy of Stepping Out. Yes, somewhere, but it's got the. The plastic heavy duty case, like it was clearly from a video store. That's right. Which is perfect because I discovered this movie. Now, I don't exactly remember which video store. I think it was either PJ's, PJ Video in Mason. It was like a block away from Mammoth. So it was like the, um, you know, the local independent chain. I either got it there or at the library. I rented Mm -hmm. a lot of dance themed movies from the library. So. But yeah, it 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 this this version has definitely come from a video store, which is super cool. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, eBay. eBay. EBA. Also, if I had to go to a major video store chain, it would be Mammoth. Really? Like, over really, Blockbuster? Over Blockbuster. It it had a mom and pop feel. The greatest video store of all was Video to Go. Yeah. In Frandor in Lansing, Michigan. PJ Video was kind of like video to go really? i can remember cool. how it was set up because it was really dark and dingy and i feel like it was you know the type of lighting when you go into a basement with like paneled yes there, it's just no matter what it's just kind of dark and dim yep kind of like the dude's night in <laughs> that's right that's, that's shout what, out to dude's night in my original podcast yes i have no idea what you're talking about that's what pj's video felt like it was dingy Left-hand side was the long counter where you could get a Jolly Rancher. So I always got a grape Jolly Rancher whenever I was there. Yummy. The new releases were all the way um, opposite of the door in the back wall. And it was a great little video store. Awesome. That's that's We've talked about this on the show before, but two of my biggest occupational regrets were never working at a movie theater or a movie store mm-hmm. or, you know, video video store. Yeah. Video store? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Video store. Yeah. What is the matter with you? And I feel like it would be pretty easy. I mean, you yeah. have, you probably get to your shift and open up the bin of all the returns, maybe yeah. scan them all, and then go put them back. Like, it, it feels very satisfying. Yeah. And like, I, I'm not one for trivia, so I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have been one of these people with like factoids and recommendations but just to work in a place like that surrounded by your favorite movies just sounded cool yeah great way to earn beer money (laughs) well let's get into this film let's let's talk about it let's break it down yeah stepping out debuted in october of 1992 directed by lewis gilbert and he is responsible for a bunch of james bond movies because who fucking cares who cares and Alfie. Nice. That's the only other movie Classic. I recognized. Yeah. But um, it's uh, Liza Minnelli stars as Mavis Turner. Mavis Turner, a has-been Broadway performer, gives tap lessons to a group of misfits. I love your favorite. Misfits, who, through their weekly dance classes together, bond and realize what they can achieve together. It's basically therapy with tappity tap shuffle ball changes. Oh. And I don't remember knowing this when I watched this movie as a child, but it is based on a play. We're back here with movies based on plays. Just like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. Step, shuffle, ball change, stamp. Step, shuffle, ball change, stamp. 
Cross, turn, clap, clap. Cross, turn, flap. Baby, clap. Love it. You can do it too at home. Shuffle, step, ball change. Yeah. Stop it. Other notable co-stars are Shelley Winters, Andrea Martin, and Jane Krasowski. Krakowski. Almost unrecognizable as the Jenna Maroney we'd come to know (laughs) and love on... 30 Rock. Now available on Sega Genesis. But I used to rent, when I started dance class in fourth grade, I went on a binge of watching old dance movies. Mm -hmm. So it started with Shirley Temple and mostly Fred Astaire, you know, Ginger Rogers, Gene Kelly. uh, Fred Astaire was my favorite. I would always find those movies at the library to rent. So I came across this movie at some point during that whole binge of... Gave me all the dance movies. And you were young. You were you were a kid. Yep. So did this movie, was it in your mind, was it on par with those other movies, those classic golden era? Oh, yeah. Dance movies? Yeah. Yeah. There's because no it's, it's movies based around the big routine. You just want to watch the big routine and then they, they, they put scenes and dialogue and a movie around it. Yeah. And this delivered on that. Awesome. So did these movies get you into dance or were you already dancing and so you were drawn to these movies? Which came first? I think dance class came first. I yeah. don't, I don't know. It might have happened at, at, at the same time. I don't remember. And did your parents suggest dancing or were you drawn to it yourself? I think I was you drawn it. to it. Yeah. At that time, I wasn't really drawn to sports Sure. Those didn't really pull me in. So okay. the next best best thing was getting into dance. I think, like anything, a lot of my friends were dancing too. Got I it. I mean, I, I signed up for classes with my childhood friends. So Now, when did it end? When did the dance era of your life come to a close? Was it high school? Yeah, early high school I stopped. I think I was feeling... Like, a, a lot of people in high school were starting to do sports. Yes. So I was like, all right, I should probably social thing. try the sports. And yeah. the dance class was outside of school. So it was like a completely separate thing. So you wanted to like be, you wanted mm-hmm. to do things with your friends, stay after school and go put on your soccer hoodie and go yeah. practice Kicking a ball around and stuff. That's how I was. It was felt real about, bad. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> fucking wasted. I was. It was not for me. But yeah, it was definitely a social thing. So there wasn't enough time. I think yeah. because dance class, you had to go home, and then you had to go later in the evening. So I kind of gave it up. But what was fun is I tried sports for a couple years. Mm-hmm. I did gymnastics, which kind of was a little it's bit of in dance. The dance sphere. Yeah, there's that, a Venn diagram there. Yes. yes. Yeah. It, yeah. it was it was the closest thing to dance at school. What is the sports? But I was trying Got to it. do like volleyball and soccer, just all shit show. But then um but then in high school when I think I was a junior, we yeah. revamped or I I don't know if we revamped or Junior year of junior year of high school, we created a dance team. One didn't from scratch. It we it didn't exist. Wow! All there was um, at like halftime at basketball games were the cheerleading routines or whatever they like would do their thing at halftime. So we found this woman who used to dance at Michigan State. I forget how we like got in touch with her. Wow. But, so we created this dance wow. team because I think a lot of my friends who used to do dance with me, we were like, hell yeah, let's do a dance team. And because of, that was the thing is like you wanted to be with your friends at school, but there wasn't anything to do with dance at school. It was right. all sports. So look at you taking initiative as a young person. Oh, to be young. So we did a couple years of. So I I got Building back. I got back into dance because of high school dance team. 
It was super fun. Okay, so it, it continued into high school. Okay, yeah. Wow. Do you like to dance? I love to dance. We know your life story in the field of dance. <laughs> I don't think, even though I loved this movie so much with Liza, I didn't really go on a... Mm-hmm. Lie, you know, open up a Liza binge because of this. Okay. We only saw Cabaret in the last like oh, five years. So good. Yeah. Which is one of the few movies I remember not picking up my phone to look at it because I was. That, and that's v- saying yeah. something. Yeah. Like you always pick up your, you're Googling something, you're, you're playing crosswords, whatever. Yep. But I was really zoned in. It was pretty amazing. But yeah, I never really got much into her i was looking up her wikipedia and it's just it's so long she's done she's been doing yes she's been performing since she was 16 years old born into it she was part of the studio 54 squad and doing all the drugs with andy warhol all the drugs scrambled her brain a bit i'm sure yeah now she's uh i don't know if she's doing that great is she in hospice i really i don't know She's not. She's in her late seventies, early seventies, I think. But yeah, I don't care for research. It's not really my thing. No, so. I mean her Wikipedia is so long. I was like, I. Pets. She's just been doing all eh. of this for a very long time, and she was very good at it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. I enjoy this space because it crosses over a little bit with with jazz. I've been a student of jazz. I know mm-hmm. jazz is sort of a cultural punchline right now for a lot of folks. We're not going about to do a free form jazz uh, exploration in front of a festival crowd. Uh, I, I appreciate the art form and being able to navigate it uh, makes me feel superior to you. <laughs> Listener at home. <laughs> but I like the overlap of this dance world because it's all pulling from the great American songbook, mm-hmm. like Irving Berlin, Cole Porter. These are tunes that are danced to and also used to improvise over in the jazz space. And it's just this fun overlap and it feels familiar. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this. <laughs> Listen to what I'm going to tell you now. Why are you talking like that? All right. Let's pop this Little known classic into the VCR and watch. Stepping out. Now your reputation will not be on the line here. I will provide Nora a professional Dunn. choreographer. Trust me, she can make even the worst students look good. So, may I put you on my list? Okay. <laughs> but on our own. Sounds like. Don't you think you should accept my help? Sounds like the scrubs drop. You can put us on your list. Okay. But I'll choreograph my people in my own way. And I'll call you next week. You're forgetting the canes. Canes? No, wait, don't panic. Don't panic. Thank you, Mrs. Fraser. You're right. Um, I have forgotten the canes. Hats and canes? You're asking for trouble. All right, so, everybody, please. The cane is up in the air, on the turn. The left hand goes to the hat. The cane lands firmly on the floor. Lynn, demonstrate that. Okay. When you make the turn, the left hand is on the cane, and the hat lands firmly on the floor. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. You're wrong. Good God. By George, I think he's got it. The one man in the class is named Jeffrey, so it was just made for this show. Lots yes. of Jeffrey drops. I th- he's a bit of a drip, right? Sure, yeah. Let's call him a drip. I mean, yeah. he, he he comes through in the end. He, he stands does. up to... Yeah, he does. What's the deal with dance <laughs> movies? Is what the notes say. I know that we started talking <laughs> about this before we watched the movie, but... I think going back to I I just live for the big routine, like the big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look for this. 
going from the VHS copy that we watched originally to like the Apple TV or whatever rented version, it's been beautifully remastered. Like yeah. it sounds great. Looks great. I don't know. I think this is the closest thing to ASMR that I can think of ah. for me is to give you a little yeah. chill yeah. up the spine. Like the perfect cool. tap sounds in unison mm-hmm. and they're so like crystal clear. The other ASMR thing I was thinking of that's kind of similar to that is, you know, when you go to the eye doctor and they put that big thing in front of your face and they're flipping through the different yes. prescriptions when they're like one or two, better one, three or four. Better two. Um, but there's like these perfect little click, 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 yeah. click. Now, the last time I went to the eye doctor, things are getting more sophisticated where I think the eye doctor was typing stuff in and they were changing and those mm-hmm. clicks were gone and oh, fuck. it made me sad. But but no, the, these perfect taps Bummer. in unison on beat is extremely satisfying. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I, li- I live for the big, I live for the big routine. I think one of my favorite things about dance is it's a very clear start and end goal you start your dance class Mm -hmm. and you are working towards a recital maybe you start in the fall in september and the recital is in may Mm -hmm. i'm going to tap ballet and jazz and i cycle through them throughout the week Mm -hmm. and you have routines for each class you practice them and then you perform them at the recital you have the, the outfits and you go to the dress rehearsal and you perform them and then you start all over again Yep. It's very yep. satisfying. Yep. Start fresh. Start fresh. With a new routine. Fresh. Yeah, that is that is very satisfying. Preparing for a show. I kind of miss that. Yeah. Being a musician, I, I do miss the the prep. It's possible to over rehearse as I as we often did in my old band. But <laughs> playing in an awful band and whining that they're intellectually past it at twenty six because they are <laughs> Yeah, that's a great feeling. Getting ready for a show. The nerves beforehand. Yeah. It's a different it's I I can't believe I used to do that. When I think about mm-hmm. it now, like, oh my gosh, it would be so scary. Yeah. But you've got performer you've got a little performer in you. You practice all year in a mirror, you with bright lights in the studio, and mm-hmm. then when you get to the actual performance and it's all dark and you can't really see that many people except that first row. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you can't stop. Like you can't. Like oh no, I, I need. We need to do that over again. Or what's yeah. this step? Like you have to keep going. Yeah. And it's very exhilarating. It is. Yeah. Because when it goes well, there's no better feeling. Yeah. It's quite a high. I think I'm going to go join the wedding band again, <laughs> just to have an outlet. Oh. Just kidding. That sucked my soul a little bit, but. One, two, whoa, whoa. What is that? It's one of our shirts, man. Wearing it for publicity. Those are for the fans. You don't wear the shirt of the band you're in. I think it's cool. Well, you folks at home don't know what I'm talking about. Let's move on. Step, shuffle, ball change, stamp. Step, shuffle, ball change, stamp. Cross, turn, clap, clap. Cross, turn, flap, ball change. Shuffle off to Buffalo. Tappity, tappity, tap. When I was in, I think, sixth or seventh grade, I got to do, I think, if I had to pick my favorite type of dance, my favorite dance class that mm-hmm. I took, I think it was tap. Yeah. Maybe it was because of this movie. Maybe these adults, these this group of misfit adults and Liza Minnelli were my uh, idols because I got to do a solo. My only solo dance I ever did was a tap routine to If I Only Had a Brain. Wow. I was dressed Whoa. up. I was dressed up as wow. the scarecrow. Cool. But we I did have it. the proof. We I have did the it. photo. Yes, we have the photo. I did it all by myself. So maybe break. yeah, maybe maybe this movie had more uh direct impact on me than I realize. Do you miss dancing? Yeah. Yeah. It's w- fun. Would you do it again? Would you try? Some sort of dancing outlet. Yeah. I don't know what that would be, but I should I'm I'm the age of all these misfits. I should go find an adult tap yeah. class and get therapy at the same time. Find your own Liza. Yeah. Oh! You won't have uh the, the horrible off screen drama in your life that some of these people do. Oh yeah. There's um, some pretty dark moments. There are the abusive husband 
who who somehow reminded me of Jordan Peterson, and I wanted to push him down the stairs. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he really yeah, looks like Jordan Peterson, but it's real bad. It, it, there's some tonally weird stuff, like abusive husbands, uh, eating disorders. Now this is fun. Hmm? Don't you think this is fun? And Mavis, her character is her husband isn't physically abusive, but I would say emotionally. Like there's some what power control. What that guy is. Like she, I'm glad that she got out of that relationship at the end of the movie. You don't see a whole lot of it, but you see enough to be like, hey, this sucks. <laughs> this character in my notes is is referred to as Stupid Patrick. <laughs> Though his name in the film is just Patrick. He's just a loser guitarist who had a local hit, I guess. It's because I'm the best guitar player in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Self-taught, no lessons. Thank you very much, Pop. Oh, sweet guitar. <laughs> I call bullshit on this guy's hit. Like, Poka 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 by Gus Polinski and the Kenosha Pickers <laughs> was a bigger hit than this guy's hit. Fuck this guy's hit. What? Whoa, whoa. Polka Polka Polka. No. This guy's a wiener. It made me, I had a gut, uh, uh, a visceral reaction when he's leaving ahead of her. Uh-huh. To go to L.A. To go to L.A. to really make it in his mid-40s or whatever, however fucking old he is, but... Um, he's like, yeah, just decide to come or don't just let me know. Like that loosey goosey flaky. Yeah. Spacey musician life. It just, I had a visceral reaction. Let's look. Oops. Look out. I had a visceral reaction because my life used to kind of be that. Yeah. Cause I used to be one. And when you're in music, you're just surrounded by fucking space cadets. Just like. Oh, rent was due? Oh, well, you know, maybe maybe it'll be cool this month and rent won't be due. Uh, like, just, no. Ah. No. I don't think so. Yeah, that, that's too much loosey-goosey for me. Too loose. Yeah, I was too tight. I was tighter than the musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you were a unique... But I'm looser than everyone in the corporate world. <laughs> It's a weird limbo to be in. Where does Jeffrey fit? I don't fit nowhere. Uh, that's why I love you. Oh, thanks. I love it. So we talked about how this movie is based on a play. So I think it's time for everyone's favorite game. Let's cast the stage play revival. <laughs> Yo, Jeffrey. What? <laughs> what? I think someone needs to revive this play because I would go see it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. It is a perfect setup for a play. Maybe you could pick some different, uh, I think there could be some editing to the backstories. It could be, I don't know if they don't, do they do double features with plays? They could do the musical version of Glengarry Glen Ross and then do the super serious dramatization of this. <laughs> what do you say? Oh, okay. Let's put it on. Sure. Okay. Oh, Jesus, this is stupid. See, you see, that's thinking. So first of all, in my remake of the play, I would not change the setting. The studio that they use is a big room at a church because you see the big stained glass window, super high ceiling. It's awesome. It's the best setting. And it kind of reminds me of where I took these one-on-one tap classes because we were upstairs in an old building in downtown Mason. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so just like old wood floors, big windows. A like ch- it kind of reminded me of that. A church outside of peak hours is a great place to be. Yeah. Great place to contemplate, you know, or rehearse music. It's a, it's a cool place to be. Yeah. It's, um, it's a great setting. So you can just yeah, see cool that setting. set up on a stage. So that. Love that. Keep le- it. Leave it the same. Don't change a thing. So I've got, I've went through all these characters. I've got some ideas. I want to hear your ideas. Some of them I was coming up empty. So we'll brainstorm what those should be. Because this is a group of, let's see, there's Mavis. There is the piano player, Mrs. Frazier. So she plays the piano for them to do the dances to. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight students. Okay. In her class. So we've got a nice little uh, 10 person cast, Mm -hmm. main cast, but... Yes. I could not not see Lady Gaga playing Mavis Turner. Okay. I know that she would do the big routines justice. I know she can dance. Mm -hmm. 
I think maybe she she was one of my later dance idols. I love watching her do routines for some of her songs. Um, This is great. I think she would be awesome. She kind of looks like Liza Minnelli. She's got the big eyes. Proud nose. Um, She could do the the New York accent because I mean she's from New York, so Mm -hmm. it would just it would fit perfectly. She could do the dance routines, and I think uh, I could just see her in this. That's great. Perfectly. Excellent choice. Yes, she would be the star. Lady Gaga is the star. You're a very nice lady. Do you have any other suggestions, or would you go with that? I couldn't possibly improve upon that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good choice. Okay. Next, let's go to the only man in the class, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey with a G. Yeah, Geoffrey. Yo, Jeffrey. Yep. Jeffrey gets down on some boogie woogie (laughs) piano like he's Fats Domino. Jeffrey is a shy insurance salesman and the only man in the group. I had a couple ideas for this because you need someone who can kind of be very quiet, very shy, Mm -hmm. but then can just like bust a move. Yep. So I thought of Paul Rudd. I think he could be really fun. Ladies on the men, Jay. You just could put some glasses on. Him. Put some glasses. <laughs> put some glasses and a sweater vest. A and sweater vest. He's a dark. Because he could. Um, Paul Rudd can move. Yep. The other idea I had was Nicholas Braun because he's so tall. Mm-hmm. I feel like the tall lankiness could make it. Awkward, make him more awkward. Yeah. Remind me know. who Nicholas Brown is. Uh, Cousin Greg from this Succession. This is a movie podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cousin Greg, of course. So. You idiot. My mind goes to Steve Carell, but it would have to be like mm-hmm. Daily Show era <laughs> produce Pete Steve Carell when he was fat and before he got his hair plugs. <laughs> like put a sweater vest on that guy and glasses. Yeah. That could work. I don't work. know if he could dance. I don't know if Steve Carell could dance. I'm guessing no. You don't know anything! Now, Lynn, so Jane Krakowski plays Lynn. She is a very quiet, kind of shy. She Her day job is uh, she is a registered nurse. And she's also one of the best dancers, actually. Someone who I think, because we're casting the play, we're going to kind of pick some hot stars, people who are coming up in the biz, getting a little bit more buzz. I like Ashley Park from Emily in Paris. And she's... of course, Glee. <laughs> no? No, not she's Glee. not in Glee. Oh. We have a running in joke where I say this woman was on Glee because she looks like the Asian girl from Glee a little bit. Oh, I know what you're doing. That's not funny at all. You stop that. <laughs> a little bit. Different people. They're different people. But... I really, I think Ashley, I, I would want her in this cast. I think it would be really fun. I'm not sure if, uh, I think she could make a good Lynn. In Emily in Paris, she is very confident and yes, she's kind of like the gregarious friend, sidekick, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. So I think this would be a little bit different, but I think she's a really good performer. So yeah. you would need someone who could. Be the best student in class. Mm-hmm. And so. who can react like this? <laughs> okay, so then we have Andy, and the way she is described is mousy and insecure. She is exactly that. She's this very quiet, very shy. You have to like break her out of the shell. She's kind of awkward. Abusive husband. Sheila McCarthy from Women Talking. Yeah. Who was brilliant in Women Talking. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen her in a movie since stepping out. I don't remember. I don't. Yeah. I. I it was kind of wild seeing her. Do not follow her career yet. Yeah. I was I'm like, sure wait, she... I know who this woman is. And then I realized she's yeah. been stepping out. Has a hard time picking men. At least her characters do. Um, okay. So who's going to play Andy? I wanted to pick Kristen Wiig. I think it would... I guess I'm, in my view of this movie, it's turning into a little bit more of a comedy. Yeah. I think Kristen Wiig could play a very mousy, timid, shy person, but then kind of, yeah. Break out of her shell. Break out of her shell at the end and and be a good dancer. Mm-hmm. I would just love to see her. Um, 
I think that's a good choice. I like that. Oh, sure. I'd be delighted. Now, this one's going to be hard to replace. Andrea Martin. I know. Uh, when I was thinking of who would play Dorothy, Dorothy is a naive but sincere housewife with an allergy problem is yeah, the way that she's sneezing. described. She's just very agreeable and she's always sneezing. She's kind of nervous, mm-hmm. but that that's just who she is. I mean, they had to, each student, each character is just has kind of a couple unique qualities, but you know who I thought of, and I'm not sure if you're going to know who this is, but Michaela Watkins. Remind me who that is. She was on SNL for like a season. Okay. She plays Schmidt's, one of Schmidt's bosses in New Girl. Okay. Vera is- Vera? Vera. Vera? Vera? I think it's Vera. Yeah. Vera? the The British chick. She is a wealthy but inadvertently abrasive woman. So she is yes. one of the older students in the class. She is clearly wealthy, likes to dish out a lot of advice, unsolicited advice and judgment on people. But you find out later in the movie that I think she's kind of lonely. Yeah. And this is, I, I think she enjoys coming to this tap class more than people realize so right she she <laughs> needs this i think this character with this choice this character would change a little bit again making it into more of a comedic version we're, of this we're movie. definitely lightening it up yes because it it, it should have been lighter yeah. throughout the the drama the dramatic elements in this movie just didn't quite work no. Right. I think we need to cast Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. A little less snooty, but more blissfully out of touch. Mm -hmm. I think that she would take this character and be a little bit more aloof to what she's saying to people's faces. It would make her uh, brutal honesty way funnier if it was coming from Jennifer Coolidge. Yep. She needs a hot dog real bad. (laughs) What did she say? What did she say? Uh, oh, she asked for Oreo cookie cake. I love that. <laughs> Do you have any Oreo cookie cake? Ah, uh, she fell off a fucking boat. <laughs> fucking smashed her head in. Suck. Do you have any Oreo cookie cake? All right. I hate it when that character died. I know. That was a bummer. Yeah. The last character we have. Also, is a perfect arc. I'm sorry. Yes, please go ahead. The last character we have that we're going to need to brainstorm a little bit because yes. I was coming up empty, but I know there's an obvious choice here. But Rose, she is the vibrant woman with a teenage son who gets into trouble. So she is a single mom. Her son is an older teenager. And we need someone real good for this role. She's. A little bit louder. She's, oh, yes. What's her name? Lunell. If Lunell can dance. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. I mean, she's 64 years old. She could, if, if Lunell can dance, I, I, I'd throw Lunell in the mix. Yes, that's a great choice. She is in Hacks as that guy's Lunel. mom. Lunell. No, it's definitely Lunel. That's insane. It can't possibly. Her name is not Lunel. No, it's got to be Lunel. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that. <laughs> she's in The Rock, which we did on this podcast. Um, oh, yeah. She's the one in jail who says, if I'd have known this, I'd get my motherfucking gun or something like that. But yeah. Anyway. I'm not allowed to carry a gun. Oh, you're not allowed to carry a gun. I got a goddamn gun. If I'd have known this was going to happen, I'd have brought my motherfucking gun. Maybe I'm losing my sex appeal. Sean Conn <laughs> was star. I think that's a good choice. I like that as Rose. Lunal. Okay, we nailed it. Okay, there's one more character. I know. Shelley Winters plays Glenda Frazier. She is the dour rehearsal pianist. You're and so I kind of pissy. And I kind of call don't... her Mavis's fairy godmother. Like there's definitely a mate. Matron, what, what's matronly the, matronly relationship yeah um and mavis just found her like in an ad so they don't but it feels like they've known each other for a very yes. long time so you I, need someone motherly and it's i i like to check in and see what uh roger ebert thought of, of a lot of these movies i like to look up the original reviews and he brings up a good point that we don't really see into why 
she's so miserable. Yeah. <laughs> There's all this off-screen drama, but no, Nothing no about hint her. of why she's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the somebody left a turd in her punch bowl, clearly, in her life, and I don't know. <laughs> Is that a phrase? It should be. We don't know why. We're surrounded by poopy. But I think we should have Lily Tomlin come in. Great. And be this. Home run nailed up. Can't you see her just um, being that motherly figure to Lady Gaga's Mavis Turner? Makes total fucking sense. I love it. Again. You did a great job with this. This is the comedy version of Stepping Out. Maybe we should write it up. I think you really did a great job with this. This is going to be the one. <laughs> oh, but who would you uh, cast as Stupid Patrick? I actually I actually wanted to play as well, and I contributed <laughs> the casting of Stupid Patrick, who is played by Luke Riley in the movie. He plays the shittiest guitar solo that makes the crowd go wild. Yeah. I just I have to comment on that, because I've been around brilliant musicians for years, and I know what makes crowds get excited. Like, I've seen it happen. And he just like bends the string and the crowd just loses their shit. Yeah. So fuck stupid Patrick. But (laughs) he'd be played by Dean Winters, who played Dennis Duffy on 30 Rock and uh, also the physical embodiment of mayhem from the Allstate commercials. Yeah. He'd be perfect. Yes, I agree. Stupid Patrick. That's a great choice. I always cringe at music scenes. I cringe a lot at live performance scenes in movies. Yeah. Because it just feels stilted mm-hmm. sometimes. And a lot of times, like the song that Liza Minnelli is singing in the club when we first see her is such a bummer. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't her wheelhouse. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that she is a former dancer, you know, off-Broadway mm-hmm. star, Things didn't really work out that well. And then she has these, she has this group do a routine at the end at this big charity event. Mm -hmm. It goes pretty well for what she was working with. And people loved it. The audience loved it. So then it kind of fast forwards to the next year. Mm -hmm. And the group is clearly way better they have hats and canes. And hats, the- canes, <laughs> costumes, tap shoes. <laughs> but they've come a long way, and Mavis does a big routine where she's singing and dancing, and that's clearly what she was made to do, not this <gasps> club bluesy bar bullshit. Yeah, it does not fit. No. It is not her. It, it is a bad fit. Idiom. We've talked, on again, we've mentioned on the podcast I have impeccable rhythm, as do you, by the way. You have impeccable rhythm, I think. I have great rhythm, great timekeeper. Not always the most fluid of motion on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And I really admire, you know, the 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 precision with which a good dancer can dance. Mm-hmm. What happened? You can't dance. I'm... You can't dance. Oh, man. I said I can't dance. Especially tap dancing because you are hearing the steps Mm -hmm. and not just watching the steps. So there's something different. So it's very satisfying. Mm -hmm. And you cannot have bad rhythm or be offbeat. It's so critical to the art. And there's an athleticism to like the full range of motion, Mm -hmm. lifting your arm or leg to a certain height mm-hmm. and not having stilted motion like you right. can tell if someone's stiff or not moving enough it, it just i find it fascinating i i could see myself in another life in an alternate universe getting into dance yeah i mean jeff has really nice jazz pants that he wears sometimes so i think maybe in yeah in another life i bought these uh made in china like cheap ass <laughs> workout pants from amazon I don't recommend them. They do look like flared jazz pants. There's no other word for They're like kind of shiny, just like jazz pants. They're just shiny and baggy and... Not flattering. It's just whatever shoes you're wearing with those pants on should be tap shoes. Yeah. 
There's nothing else that would look good. I'll shuffle around the living room and go. And it's a bunch of fun. Um, and I'm the minute we have a fire in our fire pit, I'm going to throw those fucking pants in the fire <laughs> and watch them burn and hold my breath because I'm sure they're toxic. Yeah. 100% toxic. Everybody pants now. Pants, 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 pants. Jeff, I have a question for you. Well, I have an answer. Okay. Jeff. Yes. Jeffrey. Well, Prince Jeffrey. What you want. Would it be cool or cruel to rewind stepping out? <clears throat> Let me think long and hard about this. Uh, could I make a suggestion? Jeffrey is about to make a suggestion. <laughs> I think it would be... This is tough. This is tough. Because I do have fun watching this. Oh, I'm actually conflicted. I actually, I'm unsure of where to go. I understand because this movie has some, again, has some dark storylines underneath it when you really just want to watch this group do tap class and have it go yeah. upside down because these people have never danced before but then in the end they learn the routine they do a really good job yeah I. that's why we need to um, we need to have the, the play version with our cast refresh the story a little bit turn it more into a comedy then we'll have a winner uh, yeah, totally. But you're just, I understand you're judging this based on what we, not, we're not talking about our fantasy world of what we want. It's this movie. It's the, the question is, is it cool or cruel to rewind? Would we watch it again as a couple or not? I can't see us not watching this ever again. <laughs> it's been a love fest around here lately, but I'm saying it's cool. Honey, I'm so happy. Jeffrey. <laughs> I just. Jeff just likes to watch movies with his name plastered all over it. I love myself and I love hearing my name in movies. <laughs> Said by Jane Krakowski. Um, yeah, it's uh, I'm conflicted because there is this overarching vibe. I had a hard time putting my finger on it, but it's like it's like a Christopher Guest movie without the laughs. What are you suggesting, my dear man? <laughs> There's something about these kind of one-dimensional characters. Yeah. And they're urgently trying to put the show on. That doesn't really matter. Right. And like in a Christopher Guest movie, there'd be these hilarious, you know, mm -hmm. tangents mm -hmm. and getting to know the characters. We'd flesh them out, you know. Uh, if you don't stop naming nuts. Maybe this needs to be a series. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe it's a series. Yes, yes. it could be. So Yeah, there is so much more that could be done with this type of movie. I mean, like all of these comedies that yeah. we watch, like um, I'm thinking of Parks and Rec mm -hmm. and Abbott Elementary, where you have a group of people who are like kind of forced together because they work together. In this case, it's people who signed up for a tap class and just getting through each class. I don't know. Right. It's, I mean... In the, in the context of a series, you could build out some of these outside issues that are only hinted at. Yeah. Flesh that out a bit. Um, but have a tap in good time. Have a tap in good time whenever you want. You can put it on and just binge a bunch of tap. <laughs> a bunch of tap and jazz. Uh, it's also, it's a fascinating movie. So that's the negative. Christopher Guest movie without the laughs. It, it kind of falls flat. It tries too hard to be dramatic and the, mm -hmm. the drama doesn't work. I hate stupid Patrick. Um, but it's also interesting because the movie turns in on itself because it's about these misfits putting on a show that doesn't matter. This movie was supposed to be Liza's big comeback. Mm. And that fell flat. Right. So it's a bit, is it meta in that way? Uh -huh. that, Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. And I also legitimately enjoy the dance. Yeah. Because it's Liza Minnelli. That's so good. She is brilliant 
brilliantly, ta- wickedly talented, one and wickedly. only, I would say. Yep. Um, yeah, that you can't deny that is not, that sucks you in. And like whoever, whatever engineer remastered the soundtrack, mm-hmm. it, it sounds like a live award show band. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like the band is in the room with you, which is kind of cool. Not that I'm super into award show bands, but <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't go revisit past Oscar band performances, but it sounds great. It does. And it looks great. Don't you love it? It's, let's call it, it's a charming little stinker. It's a charming little stinker. You heard it here first. It's true. Yes, it is charming, but yeah, it it's is. It's quaint. It's a bit of a stinker. You get through it because there's just a couple of great moments when she, when Liza's, or when Mavis is trying to think up what yeah. this routine is going to be and she kind of gets lost in her own little world. It is mesmerizing to watch. Yes. All right. I think we nailed it. I think we nailed our analysis. Totally. I was feeling salty and shitty and I think I loosened up a little bit as we went along. I think so too. I'm sorry to everyone. I think I'm a little stinker today. <laughs> All right. We got to go. So uh, send us an email if you want at cruel to rewind the number two, cruel to rewind at gmail.com. Leave us a message at 929-456-0304. And please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us everywhere at Cruel to Rewind on all the socials. Now listen. Mostly just Instagram and Twitter though, okay? Right. You know, life is cruel sometimes. It's hard to hang on to that cane and hat. And shuffle ball change your way around life. You think you get up in the morning some days, you think you're shuffling off to Buffalo but really, you're stuck in a horrible relationship with stupid Patrick. And you have to go to band rehearsal and listen to his same simplistic guitar solos day in, day out. But all you can do, really, is click around and try your best. Click around and try your best. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Have fun. Bye, darling. All right. This is going to be the one.